Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. As always, let's uh, just get right into it, as we always do. Listen, I want to I want to uh, do this podcast here. There's no such thing as just a lie. There's no such thing as just a lie. And, and so um, I, I want to do this podcast because we've been seeing a lot of things uh, in the media lately about uh, dishonesty. And so let me uh, give you all kind of a jumping off point uh, like I generally do. And, and this podcast is not about this in particular, but this is about how we as a people, we as a public um, and we as a Christian community uh, view dishonesty. And so uh, we, we're all aware of a few weeks ago, uh, the incident with uh, Empire actor Jesse Smollett. And, uh, you know, he was attacked. And then it turns out the Chicago Police Department says that he was involved in the attack and it was dishonest and it wasn't really uh, the way that he said it went down. And so he was accused of lying. And so this this started off a whole uh, little controversy uh, within uh, the community, if you will, about uh, him lying and uh, is it really that big of a deal? And I'm not going to get into all of that, whether you believe him or not. That's that's not what we want to do here. But but what, what what I saw was was the people dismissing uh, the idea of a lie, I guess, for lack of a better term, actually being a big deal. And so there was a lot of people whose mentality was, well, you know, it's no big deal. He just told a lie. Um, we, we started saying things like, well, how many of you uh, have lied and we've all lied and we've all told a lie before and, and we're making a big deal out of this lie. And then we went into the whole, this is a distraction thing. All of that, again, I don't want to get into that on this podcast, but what stood out to me was how we view dishonesty now and how we, how we look at it. And, and again, I saw a lot of posts from uh, people in the Christian community. Again, if you follow this podcast or if you know me personally, you know that I'm a minister. And so, uh, I'm always concerned with how the church reacts to things. And there was a lot of conversation uh, from people in the Christian community about how this lie, if you will, was not really a big deal, you know, um, and and, and I, my mindset was different because as we're going to discuss in the podcast, um, lies have ramifications. And so people were kind of approaching it as if it was just a lie. And, and I said to my wife, I found myself saying to my wife over and over and over again, I said, there's no such thing as just a lie, you know, and, and, and let's let's get into that right now. But but I kept saying to her, I said, there's no such thing as just a lie. And the fact that people are making it seem like dishonesty is no big deal. It concerns me. Listen, listen, I shared something on social media. I'm going to share this with you all before we um, get to our principles uh, for this podcast. I shared something on uh, social media as of today, the day of recording of this podcast. And I said, you don't need the type of friends that believe uh, that everyone that's accused is guilty because all of us have lied, have been lied on rather once or twice. You need people in your life that still believe in investigation. So again, I said that, that you don't need people around you that automatically uh, uh, believe that anytime somebody is accused that they're guilty because all of us have been lied on before. And again, that that wasn't even if you think about the whole uh, Jesse Smollett thing, you know, it may seem like, okay, yeah, you know, there needs to be an investigation and it does. But again, my, my point is that everybody's been lied on once or twice. And even if you look at that situation, you do have a situation where either he's lying 
or the Chicago police, as a lot of people who are supporting him, a lot of people believe that Chicago police is lying. So either either he's lying or the police are lying. Either way you look at this, somebody's being dishonest and there are serious ramifications behind it. There's no such thing as just a lie. Let me share this one story, too. There's an incident uh, recently. It actually came across my news, my news feed today of a black man in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, he was cleaning up in front of his house, a house that he lived in. And the police showed up and questioned what he was doing. And, and there was a back and forth because he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I live here. You know, I'm cleaning up. And all of a sudden, other police were called. And they came and, and there were guns drawn and a whole nine yard, so much so that, that this is this became a city council meeting where the, the community was saying, you know, we got to do something about this because here's a man who was at home and all of these police show up with guns drawn, you know, and obviously it was a nice neighborhood. And, you know, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into that, why that, that would happen. But uh, the conversation is generally going to shift to how come all of these police showed up with their guns drawn? And I'm going to surmise that because the first officer probably was dishonest about what he was actually encountering. So it depends on what he said when he radioed out for backup as to as to, to what caused these people to show up with guns drawn. And if he escalated it, if if he made it seem like it, it was worse than it was, if he told a lie about what was really going on, the ramifications could have been serious. You know, somebody could have died behind this because somebody maybe escalated, embellished, if you will, on what they actually saw. And so and so I want to give you all some, some, some of my thoughts here. I, I don't want to make this a long podcast. I want to give you all some of my thoughts when we talk about uh, there's no such thing as just a lie. And so, again, the, the preacher is going to go to scripture. It's going to go to scripture. Proverbs chapter six, verses 16 through 19. I'm not going to read it directly, but Proverbs chapter six, verses 16 through 19. It outlines seven things that God hates, seven things that God hates. And so let me let me run down this list here that you'll find again in Proverbs 16, uh, Proverbs chapter six, rather verses 16 through 19. Seven things that God hates. Number one, a proud look. And prideful, you know, God hates a proud look, a lying tongue. That's something else that God hates. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. Number five, feet that are swift and running to evil. Number six, a false witness who speaks lies. And number seven, one who sows discords amongst brothers one who sows discord amongst brothers. So seven things that God hates. Let me go back through that list again. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks, speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. When I look at these seven things that the Bible says that God hates, Three times in these seven things, lies are brought up, a lying tongue, 
a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord amongst brothers, which generally requires you to maybe embellish on some things uh, to, to, to raise the, the level of, 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 of animosity towards some people who probably already have some issues. But but all of these things outside of having a proud look, all of these things, a, a, a lie would enhance hands that shed innocent blood. I probably have to make somebody innocent seem guilty in order for somebody to attack them, as I just pointed out with the Boulder, Colorado incident. Here's a man who's at home. He's innocent. He's cleaning up trash in front of his house. And so maybe maybe a call was embellished to make it seem like he's a threat to the community. Oh, he won't put his weapon down. That, that was part of the story. He won't put his weapon down. And he basically had something that he was using to pick up the trash with. So it's not a weapon. It's a tool. You know, and, and so we've got to be careful of how we diminish a lie. Again, as I said, when we look at that whole Jesse Smollett thing, when we get to the bottom of it, no matter who, which side you fall on this thing, no matter who you believe, you're going to find out that somebody lied somewhere and there are serious ramifications that could have happened behind the lie. So, so let me just give this, and I said I wouldn't do this, but let me do this very quickly before I get to our principles. If, if we have a situation where, where, where Jesse lied and he said two white men wearing a Make America Great hats uh, attacked him, if if these two uh, African-American brothers that they found that, that actually did the attack, and there's a question about whether or not they were all in cahoots together, if these, if these brothers aren't found, there's a potential of a rally. There's a potential of a protest because he's a gay man and and there were gay slurs allegedly yelled at him and all that. There's, there's a potential of a rally and a protest. But anytime you have a protest, there's a counter protest. So someone could have got hurt on if he has told a lie, like the police said, someone could have got hurt. All of this because a lie was told. Right. All of this because a lie was told. It's not a little lie because it really could have turned into something else. It could have turned into a situation where uh, uh, white Trump supporters are walking around in Chicago and being purposely attacked because somebody says, hey, you attacked Jesse. It, it could have turned into that. Or let's look at it from the other side. If you support Jesse and you say he's telling the truth, the police are lying on him. Well, then his freedom's in danger right now. Because someone on a police department has lied. There's no such thing as a little lie. And so we, we can't downplay the significance of honesty. We, we, we can't wash it away. And so I want to give you all some principles here before we get out of here. We've outlined a lot here. And again, I don't want to be on here forever with this. I want to give you some principles before we get out of here. First thing is, y'all, we must resist the idea of the white lie. And this has nothing to do with race. We've all heard the term little white lie. We have to resist the idea of the white lie. And so why do I say that? It's an attempt to purify something that's designed to deceive. And so when we start saying it's just a little white lie, it's just a small lie. It's just the, you're trying to minimize and you're trying to purify something again that was designed to deceive at its nature. Dishonesty is designed to throw someone off. You know, even even in Christian circles, we call the devil the father of lies. And so it's deception. But I'm trying to clean it up. I'm trying to dress up my wrongdoing by saying it's just a little white lie. Listen, and I, I have a saying where I said, if you didn't tell the whole truth, you told a whole lie. Because if you if you if you know the truth and you don't tell the truth, then you told a lie. If you omit the truth and you know the whole truth and you omit it in, a, in an effort to deceive, 
then it's a lie. Then it's dishonest. And so, again, we must resist the idea of the white lie, the little white lie. We're, we're, we're trying to, to make it small. We're trying to purify something that's actually designed to deceive somebody. We must eliminate that. Second principle here is, y'all, we must resist the desire to downplay what doesn't affect us directly. Note that I wrote down here, it says a lie is designed to harm and deceive. And just because uh, it, it doesn't affect you directly, it doesn't mean it doesn't affect anyone. So again, let me go back to this 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 whole celebrity uh, lie thing. I think a lot of people were trying to downplay it because they, they were saying like, this doesn't affect my day-to-day life. It doesn't affect me. So I don't know why we're going crazy over this lie that he told because someone can be harmed behind the lie. This is why it's important. It doesn't have to be somebody in your family for you to feel something. You know, someone can be harmed at the end of the day, at the end of the day with that whole situation, someone's going to be harmed because of dishonesty. Either he lied or they're lying on him, but somebody's lying and someone's going to be harmed because of this. So, so even if, even if, if we're miles away from it and we're saying it's not that big of a deal because it doesn't affect me, it's affecting somebody. He has a family. The Chicago people have a family. The young men that, that are involved in this, everybody has. So, so, so people are being affected by this. And so, and so again, we, we got to resist the urge to downplay it because it doesn't direct us, directly affect us. And, and that happens to us a lot in society that we downplay things that don't necessarily hit our front porch or our back door or our neighborhood. No, no, no. If it's dishonest and anybody gets caught up in this and anybody gets harmed, it's not a good thing. Last principle I want to give you all here is we must resist the idea that truth mustn't be honored and protected. Truth must be honored and protected. So, so let me let me give you the note that I wrote down here. It says lies lead to more lies, which lead to more pain when the truth comes to light. Lies lead to more lies, which means which leads to more pain when the truth comes to light. Truth can be painful, but it's never dishonorable, even if the act was dishonorable. Truth can be painful. We, we hear it all the time. Truth hurts. Truth hurts, right? You know, but, 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 but I'm always telling people, you ought to want to have people in your life that are honest with you, that will tell you the truth, even if it hurts you because a lie is going to hurt you more. The truth is painful at times, but it is never dishonorable. And then I said this here. Even if the act that you're speaking about is dishonorable. So, so if I've done someone wrong and I tell them the truth, my actions may be dishonorable, but the truth is not dishonorable. The fact that I told the truth is actually honorable, even if I did something that is dishonorable. The fact that I didn't compound it by lying about it, by saying, okay, you know, I did this thing, but now I'm going to lie. And I've always had the mindset, and let me be very clear here with you all as I get ready to wrap this up. I'm not suggesting to anybody that I've never told a lie. We've all told a lie. And I'm not suggesting to anyone that I've never told a lie to try to cover my tail. We've all done that before. We've all uh, held back some information or, or misdirected somebody or told them something that wasn't really true because we were trying to cover up. Because all of us have done some things before that we're not necessarily proud of. And then somebody found out about it and we weren't ready to come clean. And so we told a lie. So I understand how we lie. 
I understand the mentality of people who are saying lying is a human thing because lying is a human thing. Lying is a thing that we all do. And again, before you leave here, you're going to tell another lie. You know, all of us have done this and we've all got our reasons for doing it. We've lied to protect people. We've lied to protect people's feelings. Some of us, many of us are going to go to the grave with some lies that we told. There's some stuff that, that, that you've lied to people about. And when you leave here, they may not find out until you're gone. It is a human thing. It is a thing that we're all guilty of, but it's not that does not necessarily make it right. Last thing I want, I want to connect the dots here. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been uh, my last radio broadcast. I dealt with uh, the scripture in John chapter eight, famous scripture and something that's been thrown around a lot as we've been discussing about lies and dishonesty um, in John eight, when the woman was caught in the act of adultery. And a lot of us say things like, you know, Jesus always said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. So we always point to that scripture as a way of getting people off of our back. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone at me. If you have never done this, then you get to throw your stone at me. But one of the things that I always point out about that scripture is that Jesus wasn't protecting sin. And we tend to use that scripture to protect sin. Jesus wasn't protecting sin. Even in the context of what was going on there, Jesus was focused on the stones of condemnation in their hands. It, which one of you is so clean that you can stone her for sin? You've all got something on, on you, right? But what happened was when they all left, Jesus and the woman were alone and Jesus dealt with her sin. And again, I want to point this out very quickly. I'm not trying to go into Bible class. Let me point this out very quickly here. The, the point that I always bring up concerning this text is, is that Jesus told her, go and sin no more, which means she was guilty. Even as I took a fresh look at the, at the text uh, not too long ago, I noticed the fact that the woman never denied what they were saying about her. She never said they were lying. She never said they got it wrong. I'm not the person. I wasn't doing that. She never denied what they said. And, and the problem with us is that we focused on the wrong thing in the text. We focused on the fact that, you know, we always made up things that, that really are not in the scripture. Oh, I bet the man was in the crowd with a stone in his hand. Why didn't they bring a man, bring the man to legitimate question? Why didn't they bring the man? Right. But we focused on the wrong thing and we never focused on the interaction between Jesus and the woman. He never protected sin in that scenario. And we often use that scripture and we use it as a catchphrase to protect sin. When they left, Jesus said, come here. You don't have any accusers anymore. Where, where are those who are, who are sought to condemn you? They're gone. Neither do I. But then he said, don't do it again. He said, sin no more. So he did address what she did. He didn't minimize what she did. The point I'm making in all of this is that we can't minimize lying because it's common among us. We, we just outlined this seven things that God, God hates. We saw that in scripture. He kept going back to dishonesty. God does not like dishonesty. And so, so you are, you and I, those of us that are in the Christian community, if we're saved, we ought to hate the things that God hates. So if we don't, if God doesn't like dishonesty, you and I should not like dishonesty, even though we're guilty of dishonesty. That doesn't mean we get to embrace it because everybody does it. If God doesn't like it, we shouldn't like it. God is saying to us in scripture, and I'm saying to you on this podcast, there's no such thing as just a lie. A lie is designed to harm people. 
It's designed to deceive people. And we should take no honor in, in, in being dishonest. We shouldn't see somebody being dishonest and try to diminish it. Watch this just so that we can support them. Listen, I can call your sin a sin. As I just pointed out to you in John 8, Jesus can call your sin a sin and still be supportive of you. He said, I'm not going to condemn you, but I also need you to stop sleeping with other people's husbands. So, so we can be supportive of people and say, listen, I support you, but I need you to be honest. If I can put a pen right there as we wrap this up. If you want to support, for example, as I've used the example over and over and over again, if you want to support Jesse Smollett, that's fine. If, if you believe, that's fine. But if he's dishonest, you got to call him on his dishonesty. I'm still here for you. I still support you, but I need you to not be dishonest. I need you to not try and deceive people anymore for whatever reason that you did it. And, and the whole point of this podcast was so that we understand there's no such thing as just a lie. It's designed to hurt someone. It's designed to deceive someone. And it's designed so that someone can get some type of advantage or maintain some type of advantage. And there's no honor in that. There's only honor in the truth. That's all the time that we have for this podcast. Listen, we, as always, we, we encourage you to stop by our website. Uh, check out the ministry's website. Ministry's website is www.krjministries.org www.krjministries.org. Stop by the website, see what we're up to, check out some of our blog pieces. If you want to purchase any of our books, we have 12 books available that we've written. If you want to do that, best way to do that is to go to our publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. That's www.krjpublishing.com. If you stop by there again, you can pick up our latest work. It's called An Act of Grace forgiveness and reconciliation God's way. And, and so we encourage you that book is being a blessing to some people. Um, our book, uh, overcoming your Pharaoh is there. Our book, are we still making disciples is there 30 day meditation, volume one, two, the power in your prayers, uh, all of the other titles that we have are there. So again, you can find that on the publishing website. That's www.krjpublishing.com. If you stop by there, we do believe there will be something there to encourage you. That's all the time that we have on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We appreciate you all for stopping by as always, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.